Hello and welcome to the Art of Communication podcast with me, Robin Kermode. Have you ever wished you could become a confident speaker or presenter? Then why not join my online masterclass, Speak So Your Audience Will Listen. In 10 easy-to-follow modules, you can become a confident and authentic speaker. For more information, visit robinkermode.com. Hello, it's Jan Hansen here with Robin Kermode. Hello. This episode is called Random Acts of Kindness. Now, Robin, why have you decided to do this particular topic? Well, communication is about connecting, about connecting with people. There's no point communicating if you're just on transmit, so we want to connect with people. And one of the easiest ways to connect with people is by connecting on a human level, and essentially that's by being kind. And random acts of kindness make the world a better place. They're super easy to do. I think the world is moving towards being a kinder place. And therefore, I think we should look today at random acts of kindness. And random acts of kindness, I suppose, rather than premeditated, are even more powerful when you're communicating with your employees or your other half or your family or friends. Well, I mean, even on a simple level, and my father used to give us presents occasionally, and he said, this is an unbirthday present. Oh, <laughs> and he thought, nice. He just said, I saw it and I thought you might like it. You know, even simple things, you're driving in your car and there's somebody trying to come in to join your lane in front of you and you just slow down and let them in. I mean, these are tiny little acts, but it makes the world a nicer place than you say, no, I'm not going to let you in and just carry on. And you've gained, what, three feet on the road? You mentioned earlier that you felt that the world was becoming a kinder place. Mm-hmm. So tell me a bit more about that. Why are these acts of kindness more relevant today than maybe they were a couple of years ago? I think this movement has been going on for the last 10 years. I think the process has been sped up by the pandemic. I mean, I remember a story, and this is probably five years ago now, I remember going in to buy a sandwich at lunch and I'd come out of the office I was working and I'd gone down 10 floors or whatever in the lift and walked across the square and I'd gone into this coffee shop and I got to the front of the queue and this was in November time and I got to the front of the queue and I said, oh, I don't have my wallet. And I didn't have time to go all the way back through the security, all the way back up in the lift to get my wallet. But the man at the next queue just said, oh, don't worry, I'll buy you lunch. And I'd never met this man before. And I said, well, wow. that's very kind. That's very nice of you. And he said, it's November the 11th coming up, which, of course, in the UK is a Remembrance Sunday, which is where we remember all the fallen from all the various wars. There's a big appeal in the UK called the Poppy Appeal where people give money and they wear poppies and their lapels. And he said, I'll buy you lunch, but you give £5 to somebody collecting for the poppy appeal. And it's the same as me giving £5, but essentially I'm buying you lunch and you're going to do that. And I said, that's really nice. Then the person behind the counter said, I'll tell you what, he said, if you put £10 in there, I'll give it to you for free. Wow. I know. (laughs) Chain reaction. Yeah, so the guy who ran the sandwich shop was saying, no, I'll join in this as well. So it was a cumulative thing. So this has been going on for a while, I think. So if we try and make this relevant about the art of communication, do you do random acts of kindness in order to be able to tell a story that you did it? Well, of course, if you do something because you want the thanks for it, it's not really an act of kindness. It's an act of selfishness, selfishness, manipulation in a way. I think one of the most wonderful things that we both saw last year, if you remember, a couple of years ago, was a musical called Come From Away. And the musical Come From Away, of course, is set in Gander in eastern Canada. 
where after the 9-11 attack, a lot of planes were diverted there. And because all these planes diverted to this small town, there were too many people to fit into hotels and whatever. So what happened was all the local people agreed to take these random people who landed on these planes into their homes. And they stayed for several days and none of them charged them at all. That was a generous, cumulative, town-wide act of kindness. In the musical, they came up with a great idea. And one of the characters who ran a business says... Every year, to commemorate the kindness of the people of Gander, I give all my employees $100 to go out and do random acts of kindness. On that day? On that day. Wow. And what a great idea. And I think that corporates could take this idea on. If you gave every employee a certain amount of money and they go off and they do random acts of kindness, the person who signs it off feels great, each employee feels great, and all the people receiving it feel great. It's a lovely way of spreading the love and spreading the kindness. So these smaller demonstrations of kindness, not ones for self-aggrandizement, but something that creates a wave, that creates a strand of kindness throughout an organisation and a city and a family, maybe. I heard of somebody who was standing on a street corner in London and he was just handing out flowers. How lovely. For no reason other than he said, I'm just going to hand out some flowers today. I think they do it all around the world now. A couple of people just sit on a bench, I think it is, or walk up to people on the street and say, I'm here to help today. I can help with anything, carrying your shopping or, mm. or just having a chat or, or something like that. And there's a lot of suspicion around that. You know, we do live in a world where you we're suspicious. It, this is a confidence trickster or something. You, yeah. do think, you might think that, yes. Yeah. But you're saying there's power in this kindness. We should actually talk to the leaders of companies and your clients and encourage it. So if you're talking to a leader of a big corporate, mm. how would you say you demonstrably do this? What should they do in order to create this culture in their company? Well, I think they encourage it just in terms of behaviour. I remember I was working in a school, this was in a junior school, and they had a notice by the stairs and it just said, use your kind voice today. This was a notice to Seven, eight-year-old children. I think that was probably a technique to get them to stop yelling. <laughs> no, it, it probably was. But I think if we learn these things early, if within an organisation everyone is kind to each other, I have some companies where I just think it comes right down from the top and everybody in the company I've ever worked with is kind and I just have this sense of everybody's helping each other out and they build that. I was working with a client the other day and he was at a conference. So he was going to have to climb the steps, walk across the platform to the podium where he would put his speech down and start speaking. And I said, do you know what? Even before you get there, the audience have decided if they like you or not. What, because of the body language? The body language and the way you walk and the speed in which you're walking and your whole attitude, they'll pick it up. And I think that if we want an audience to like us, one of the things that we want to do is to be genuine and to be genuinely kind, genuinely human. And by us doing random acts of kindness, it makes us kinder, which means that the audience's judgment on us as we climb the steps and walk across the podium is different than it would be if we focus on us being, I need to give a good speech. I need to project myself as whatever a leader might want to do. So I think if we focus on kindness in our lives, I think that will affect the way that we speak at conferences and the way we present in business meetings. And so as a really practical step, could you give us three examples of where you think you could put that either in day-to-day -day corporate life or if you're running a theatre or if you're going to be running, mm -hmm. I don't know, a small group of volunteers picking up litter? What specifically would you say that people should do? I think you can compliment people and just do it more often and saying, you know, I thought you spoke really well in that meeting. 
Secondly, if you've had good service from a company, write to the boss and say, I thought this person was great. Yeah, that, that's really valuable that's for, some, for somebody working in a company to have an external validation is really valuable. The other thing I think that leaders can do is to thank somebody or praise somebody when they've done something well. You can handwrite a letter and send it to their home. If you handwrite a letter and send it to their home saying, you know, I really wanted to reach out to say, I thought you did a great job on this campaign or this project or whatever. I think a handwritten letter at home means more than a post-it note or an email on their desk. Yes, and you might even just do that at Christmas, you know, as a roundup. Of yeah, them. yeah. Um, one thing that I try and do is I try and give credit where credit's due. It's quite easy to take credit for what your team is doing. Mm-hmm. And when you present it higher up the chain, you say, I've done this. Well, mm-hmm. actually, it's not you. Yeah. You've just project managed that thing. Yeah. So what I try and do anyway is I try and give credit where credit's due. And I won't say, I did this. I'll say, my team and our name check them did an excellent job. And this is what we came up with. Perfect. Really, really good. Yeah. Let's go back to this idea of that you as a leader or you in a position of authority are demonstrably being kind to your staff. Robin, you have to run a business. Quite often you have to have difficult conversations Mm -hmm. and you have to say, you didn't do that well enough, or I need something better from you, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Can you do that in a kind way? Well, you can do it in a clean way. But what I think we're saying on this podcast is that the random acts of kindness on the good side of the balance sheet is good emotional credit in the bank for when you do have to have difficult conversations. Do you think that if you need to motivate staff, and especially when you're working with sales teams, Mm -hmm. do you think kindness is more motivating than anger? Oh, without question. Love Love is more motivating than anger, always. Always. So when you're trying to get your staff to do something or you need to hit them sales targets and things like that, it's what? Giving them, like you said, $100 to go and spend on a charity or? Well, I think if we look at most surveys from companies now, especially from younger people, they want a sense of purpose. They want the company they work for to have a sense of purpose. Yeah. And they want a sense of identity with that purpose. And if they can identify themselves with a company that is being kind and being socially responsible, not in a box ticking way, but in a genuine way, then I think we have the buy-in of our staff much better. I've got an image in my head that if I'm a leader of an institution, a charity or a company, and I need to motivate my staff, I just don't see that without some edginess, some friction, that I'm going to get them to do what I need them to do in order to carry out my vision. You can still have the friction. And obviously, there are times when you have to maybe have redundancies or have difficult conversations with people, of course. But all those can be done in a, in a human and a kind way. So, for example, you could say, OK, we will have to make some redundancies, but we're going to do everything we can to help people find a new job. We're going to give them support in that. We're going to make the package as generous as we can. So although you have to have hard conversations and make hard decisions, I think that can all be actioned in a way that is from a good place. If employees feel that's always from a good place, then I think we can build a company that people do want to work for. And of course, that's very meaningful because what you really want to do is to keep your staff. Well, as we all know, staff retention is the key because getting in new staff and training new staff is expensive. Much better to keep the staff you've got if you can and keep them motivated. I see what you're saying. In other words, I was wondering if you kind of had to sacrifice productivity and keeping your margins strong and selling more products and all the rest of it. You don't sacrifice those in order to be kind. You can be both. 
I've talked to leaders who do that and I firmly believe you can do both. Yeah. I think you can do it in your everyday life and it must be like the butterfly wing effect. It's a butterfly wing effect. It is. And can you think of an example of a friend of yours who did a random act of kindness just to share with the listeners? Well, I'll tell you one of mine, actually. I decided that for various reasons, I wanted to take somebody who was homeless for lunch. And I was walking down the street and I saw this guy sitting there on the street asking for money. And I said, uh, I said, well, I'll tell you what, rather than giving you some money, I said, can I take you out for lunch? And he looked rather suspicious, as you said at the beginning, you know, he didn't quite know whether it was I confidence tricks or not. <laughs> I said, look, I've had a, you know, a good week and you need some food. So why don't we just have a chat and tell me your story? And he said, okay. So we sat in this restaurant and over the lunch, he said, can I tell you something? By this point, he knew my name was Robin. So he said, can I tell you something, Robin? And I said, yeah. He said, you walked along the street this morning and you thought, I might take a homeless person out for lunch and feel good about myself. And I thought, oh, maybe I'm doing this all for the wrong reasons. Mm. But he said, so you thought, I'm going to walk down the street and I'm going to take someone out for lunch. And I said, yes. He said, you thought you chose me, didn't you? And I said, yes. He said, no, no, no. I chose you. Did he? It was very powerful, very powerful. And uh, he said, yeah, and he said, I'm, I'm in touch with the universe and I decided that you would come along and buy me lunch today. Amazing, amazing <laughs> things amazing happen. Things amazing happen. things happen. I have a friend, it was yesterday actually she did this, where she and her girlfriend were standing in a queue waiting to get into one of those stately home house openings. Mm -hmm. And in the queue was a nice lady, an older lady, and they got chatting to her and she had a lot to say and they walked the house with her and the gardens and then took her out for tea. And at the end of it, this lady said, that's the first time I've spoken to somebody in over a week. Wow. Because she lived on her own. Mm. And she said it's the first time I'd actually had a conversation with somebody for over a week. And my friend's going to go and visit her next weekend too, because she said she's a lovely lady. Oh, um, nice. So I think that's also really important is just to have a conversation, you know, take that moment, just take the moment to connect with somebody, you know, standing in a queue or mm. sitting next to them at the cinema or whatever. Just, you know, if yeah. you're looking at a painting in a gallery mm. and you're standing next to somebody, just say something. I totally agree. And I remember my father used to quote this poem, well, I suppose it's a prayer, really, by an 18th century Quaker missionary. And it goes like this, I shall pass through this world but once. Any good that I can do, or any kindness that I can show to any human being, let me do it now. Let me not defer nor neglect it, for I shall not pass this way again. And I think if we all did that, I think the world would be an amazing place. There you go. Another brilliant conversation. I look forward to chatting with you next time. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Have you ever wished you could become a confident speaker or presenter? Then why not join my online masterclass, Speak So Your Audience Will Listen. In 10 easy-to-follow modules, you can become a confident and authentic speaker. For more information, visit robinkermer.com.